Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fullest Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Bostwick, and today's guest is someone who I really admire and whose brand I absolutely love. And if I am out of her chocolate, I'm dying to order more and waiting for it every single day because it's all the way in Australia. Emika Penklis, she is the founder of Loco Love. She is the chocolatier behind the brand. And she also has a background as a nutritionist, a model and a naturopath. So we're really excited to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us. I know you're really busy. You're a mom, you're running the brand, and I know exactly what it's like having a small business and a family. So thank you for taking the time to come on today. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Nikki, for that intro and for having me on the podcast. I look forward to sharing whatever comes with, with the audience. <laughs> yeah. So I found out about you because I was doing a podcast with well, Heather Culp, but now she's Mia or Maya. I haven't talked to her in person, but you know, the founder of Mercado Sagrado. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Yeah. And we did a podcast together and she gifted me your peanut butter um, caramel. I don't know what you call it. Yeah. What do you call it? Peanut butter caramel. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's like identical to just like a childhood flavor of mine, which were Snickers. So yeah. I fell in love immediately. And like, I was with three of my team members at the fullest and we literally went to heaven and <laughs> we were just eating it, just could not believe that it existed. The ingredients, everything was so clean. And, and from then we just, it became this like favorite of ours that we, like anytime any of us would have one, we would just text each other and share it. And it just became this like way that we socialized around it. And it, I mean, it's really incredible what you've created. Like I, I cannot explain to you how much it's really changed my life in such a beautiful way, because I, I just really appreciate things like the way someone would appreciate a glass of natural wine. Like I really appreciate your chocolate. So yeah, I'm really excited. Um, now that I've told you a million times, <laughs> I want to know how, because I went to culinary school for raw food. So I've had my fair share of raw chocolates and I've never come across anything like yours. Mm. Um, what were you doing before Loco Love? Like your background is obviously in wellness, but mm. how did you become this like a master chocolatier? <laughs> that is a that is a big question, and um, I actually had no previous training in any type of food before Loco Love. I I just I guess I was just on my journey. I studied fashion um, at after school, after high school, and then had my own label for a while. And that I realized, you know, that wasn't what I wanted to co contribute to the world because of the environmental kind of crisis we were in. So through that, I, um, I, I did my first collection and then I was like, okay, I can't do this. It's just too, yeah, it's just not what I believe in. And then I still, I still like it now. I've developed a different relationship with fashion, but, um, at the time I just didn't want to, you know, bring any more junk into the world that people didn't need. So after that, I actually started modeling, moved to London, um, lived there for a few years, just went on a bit of a, a full on path got a bit unhappy like with what I was doing again a moral kind of crisis where I was like oh what am I doing with my life I'm just selling people's products I surely I could be doing something more 
and I didn't want to use myself as like a way to kind of promote capitalism, <laughs> which I still, I think being from Byron, everyone has like this, you know, moral kind of compass that's maybe a bit too strong. So it kind of holds them back sometimes. Though I do look back on my modeling years as like a kind of, it was such a great experience and I met a lot of amazing people and had got to travel and didn't have to work hard. So not that all models don't work hard, but I, I personally just had it pretty cruisy. So I had a lot of time to kind of read and explore my inner worlds and learn about a lot of different things, like what I could potentially be interested in. Like I had a lot of time to just be with myself and be like, okay, what is it that I want to like, you know, give to the world? And this isn't when I started local love though. <laughs> then I was like, okay, I feel like the world needs, you know, healing. And I personally needed healing. So I was like, and, and I was really into, I don't know, herbs and the seasons and kind of what's the word now? Like pagan kind of philosophy. So it was like, I love that. <laughs> wanted to like be this like witchy pagan kind of healer. So I start, I was like, okay, how do I do that? So I started learning about herbs and then I, I studied as a naturopath so I could um, pursue that. And I still love herbs and stuff, but as, as I finished my course and then started practicing as a naturopath, I realized that I didn't, um, I really missed the like creative elements of myself. So I was like, okay, now I'm like in his. And it, it also felt like a bit another business. Like I was selling supplements and like, yeah, it felt a bit like weird and un uncomfortable for me. So I was like, okay, I don't really want to be selling like 500 supplements to this person when really that it's probably a bit deeper than you know, just what they're eating. So I, I had this another moral dilemma, like um, this person, oh no, people, it's not just food that people, it's like maybe the first step to healing. And whilst I was going through this process, I was kind of going through my own kind of healing journey. And yeah, I don't know, it's such a long story. But then after that, that I was working in this um, kind of clinic as a naturopath, not a clinic, but like a like in a little dispensary, making people herbs, seeing like 50 people a day, you know, coming in. Wow. Like an apothecary, like yeah. you made them cut some herbs? Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. Like mixing up potions for like lots of different people and, you know, hearing their story and it was quite a quick exchange. But one customer um, came in and he kept on like chatting to me, not, not in like a creepy way he was like one of those people that you kind of meet on your path that just kind of I don't know you're meant to meet and they take you on a different direction and he he was like oh you, you, you seem like you shouldn't be here like um you should like come and do this like work with my company and make this product which was um wow yeah which was loco love so yeah, anyway, that's what I was doing before Local Up, but we can get into now how Local Up started if, if you want. Hey everyone, I'm interrupting this episode to tell you about Prima. 75 to 90% of all doctor's visits are for stress-related issues. That's a huge number of conditions that can potentially be managed with lifestyle changes alone. Many of us are operating in survival mode, expecting our skin, bodies, and minds to thrive when we're running on empty. And that's why Prima is passionate about helping people manage their stress naturally with their range of products for mind, body, and skin. They're California-based and also purpose-led and have partnered with doctors to formulate products that specifically tackle this issue. 
Their products have also been clinically validated for skin, body, and mind. If you're interested in experimenting with CBD for daily stress, try Prima's The Daily CBD Capsules. Another way to incorporate CBD is as a sleeping aid. If you're in need of more restorative sleep and don't want to wake up groggy the next morning, their Sleep Tight is also an amazing way to improve sleep quality without the use of heavy meds. Prima is also offering our listeners an exclusive limited time 20% offer with the code THEFULLEST. Head to prima.co forward slash the fullest to start feeling better naturally. I mean, oh gosh, there's so much that you mentioned in there though. But yeah, let's get into Locola. I'm like, where is this apothecary? Is that a normal thing? I mean, we have that, I guess, here, but not really. It's really hard to find. So do those types of places still exist in Australia or? Yeah, they do. They're not, there's not many of them. I was, this was in Sydney, in, um, in Bondi. And we have a few in Byron, like in Mullum. There's Mullum Herbals, obviously. Mullum, I don't know if you know about Mullum Bimbi, but it's a pretty alternative place. And it's, um, yeah, it's a great cool. In Byron, there's a few. There's not many. And you have to be like a, a naturopath, accredited naturopath to work in them. You know, like you can't just work in there. It's anyone. Yeah. So you were making like tinctures and stuff, basically. And then he was like, you should come he like kind of brought you the idea of making a product yeah kind of like I hadn't well I loved making food and but I didn't have any experience in making food or manufacturing food yeah which yeah there's been a steep learning curve to learn how to manufacture food but um totally so I I was still working there and then I decided to stop working there and focus on I don't know. I don't know what he wanted me to do. I think he just wanted me to work for his company and he just gave me freedom to kind of pursue creative things. Like I started writing a recipe book um, and then also to he bought me all the ingredients and stuff to make like a raw food bar or something. And I was like, came up with a bunch of recipes, like, you know, those bliss balls and stuff. At the time it was like 2012 or 13. And it was all the rage. It was all the rage. But we didn't really have many in Australia. So it was kind of like, you know, the first kind of one. But mm-hmm. I decided through that process, I made like a bunch of different, you know, bowls and things. And the the coconut chocolate that we still sell now, I made that. And then, yeah, just sold that to, to a few local stores and stuff for a while. Then like another flavor came and then. It just was like the right place at the right time and everything was just working so easily. Like it was just, it felt, which is why I called it Artisan Chocolate Magic because it felt magical because it was just like, oh, I needed this. It would be like, it was like needed someone to call me, they would. Like it was like I was in like a different kind of reality from what I'd been in previously. And the synchronicities and stuff were just amazing. And being able to like, just do what I wanted with my time when I was used to working, you know, as a model, someone else directing me. And then as a naturopath, kind of, you could do that on your own schedule, but not so much. And you had to work with other people. And I've learned, I'm, um, I'm very good at like working by myself, creating things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So you started making these recipes and so is that where you learned all of the rule in terms of having a food business because like you mentioned it is so 
it's just heavily regulated and there's so much that goes into it. And like even us as a brand, I mean, we don't want to make our own food. Like we just have a co-packer because we want to formulate it ourselves, but doing it yourself is yeah. such a deal. And on one hand, it's so nice because you have more control and you can put the love into it and make sure it's right. And then on the other hand, I can't imagine having a baby and being married and running the business and making the product. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> quite intense. I think at the start, I was doing it from um, like share kitchens. So I didn't yeah. have to kind of be responsible for a lot of the, the regulations and stuff only with my product. So that was kind of a good way to kind of make money and learn, you know, about the rules. Nowadays, it's kind of different. It's, yeah, way more regulated. And, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm still learning. Every day there's, like, another rule that comes up. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about that rule. But um, yeah. how do you even find out? I feel like it's not even, like, like you just have to go searching or yeah. else you just go by getting in trouble, you know? <laughs> yeah, there's consultants, but they, you know, they're not cheap. And yeah. I've had a few consultants and they come in and there's just like, you know, you need an eyewash station for this one battery and like just like over the top safety. So it's kind of just like finding a balance of like, you know, implementing what you can now and then working. Growing towards towards that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So what happened to this person? Is he still part of Loco Love? Or was before Loco Love, but like the inception of it. He was just around for the inception of it. He still actually sells us some um, coconut <laughs> and he works for like another company that imports some, um, you know, some ingredients and stuff for from Sri Lanka. So we still work with him and talk to him. But um, yeah, he never really was part of Loco Love. He was more just like, he kind of like woke me up from like what I was doing to what I could be doing which was that's so cool I love those people that come into yeah. your life and do that totally I had a similar experience and and I think that you know without that person I would have never thought about ever doing something like what I'm doing now but mm-hmm. so those people really come into your life for a reason and it's beautiful and then like you said like the synchronicities and everything working out it just feels so right and it's mm-hmm. such a high yeah I feel like <laughs> Yeah, And then like, obviously, you know, business is business and there's just so many hardships that come along with it. And like, as someone who's like spiritual, I'm sure you um, also like feel this, but for me, I'm always like, but why is this happening? Like, why isn't it going my way or the way that I think that it should be? Because there's, I always believe there's a reason why, whether there's like something better or like, I need to learn from this. Mm. I'm curious, like, yeah, like how did you, I mean, you know, go from that to starting the brand? It's such an elevated, beautiful brand. And then like we mentioned earlier, there's just so much cost associated with designing and purchasing the, just even purchasing the materials, the packaging materials, the mm-hmm. raw materials. So yeah, like did you, was it just like really intuitive and just like worked out or yeah very intuitive and just worked out I guess um also slowly like I didn't I just did like what I could afford at the time saved up you know the money and then you know went to the next step like I've been doing it for eight years like a startup would normally come along and just be like okay website branding blah blah everything without 
kind of even refining their product or knowing if the market even wants it. So I kind of did it in the opposite way to like what a normal business would do. Like I didn't even have a website for like four or five years. And I was oh like, my gosh. Living off the, um, you know, living off it and um, people love the product. It's just I feel like we were very product focused and then I, I, it took me ages to find like a designer that I wanted to work with for for the packaging who really like understood what I was trying to do because it's a, s- a certain type of person that needs to be kind of on the same wavelength. So I was lucky to meet that yeah. kind of at the right time and then that, you know, really elevated the brand having like how I, how I envisioned it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I think – I think the the way people are successful is you just you just don't give up like you just go and go and go and just deal with problems every day and fix them and then you just move to the next step but like it's definitely not been easy especially it was very easy for the first few years and then like it's like yeah employing people all like the rules around that even and just learning how to manage people and how to manufacture chocolate on a large scale like our products not like a tr- traditional kind of bar either so we can't just like go and buy this out of the box kind of machinery we have to you know oh it's been a lot of like research trial and error like we went from also not having a shelf stable product to having a shelf stable product which is also like i had to learn you know how to make chocolate by youtube <laughs> oh my god via textbooks and youtube and yeah Wow. I, it is so much work to temper. So much work. Template. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I like when I first was trying to do that, like I just thought it would be easy. And I had so many issues. The chocolate was turning white. It was getting humidity. Like it was just like an insane learning curve. And I was like, can I actually do this? Like I became a bit obsessive. Like, okay, I've got to figure this out because what else am I going to do? I don't really want to go backwards. And I just became obsessive in, in working it out and did something. And it worked. It worked. <laughs> Luckily. I've only ever had your shelf-stable stuff. So, it, it, and it looks beautiful. Like, you need your own high-end chocolate shop. Yeah, that would be cool. It's like, I guess I've been so in the business as well. Only now I'm kind of like, okay, I need to, like, get more of a vision about where we're going because it's kind of just been, like, you know. Yeah, head down. Do, so yeah. problems and um yeah and the business started so organically and kind of intuitively that it's I'm still running it like that though it doesn't work so much when you're working with other people because they can't be inside your head so I'm trying to work out how to like share the vision so everyone else understands what's going on and they can be part of it more yeah yeah that's another skill which I'm not very good at right yet, right now but I'll I'll learn it <laughs> so tough that one's so tough to relay like what's in your head because it it takes more time yeah you know and then you're like well why am I doing that it just takes more time it's easier for me to just do it but then eventually it obviously saves you time yeah like (laughs) when I had my son I kind of had no choice but to like step back a bit well not step back we'll step back and trust other people to kind of you know do what what needed to be done and yeah it's yeah it's a bit of a bit of a journey I don't know how people have like 500 employees and you know it's very amazing hi everyone interrupting this episode because we get to offer you guys 
a 10% off code on the Loco Love website so that you can get your own chocolate and experience the wonderful Loco Love Bliss that I experience every time I try it. I love it so much and I'm so excited to be sharing with you your own 10% off code using the code FULLEST at checkout on the Loco Love website. So just type in FULLEST in all caps and you'll get 10% off. Enjoy. I know about that. Like one time I went to a conference and um, Martha Stewart was getting interviewed and someone said, can a woman do it all? Can she have the family and the relationship and the business that she wants? And she's like, no, like you can't, you can, but not all at once. And you're gonna like disappoint someone at some point and that's okay. And I was just like, Wow, I love that answer, but I didn't want to believe it. <laughs> I wanted her to be like, yes. But I totally agree. But one thing I really do feel like you said, I mean, having a child really does remind you to slow down and it's so beautiful and and be more productive too when you have the time. But I'm curious, yeah, your experience. Cause like, so when did you meet your husband and like um, how did, you know, he transition into being part of the business? Was it because you were pregnant and had your child? No, we, we met in 2017 and kind of just actually on our first date, he was like in, he had had some experience in food production, working for like other local businesses, but not, not so much running the food production, more like on the line. And on our first date, actually he made me, um, he made me chocolate like oh my gosh he he was really into um chocolate and herbs and everything as well but he hadn't kind of he'd studied building design and I don't know he was kind of like in a place where he was ready to take on something new but he wasn't quite sure what it was either so he was kind of like open to anything at the time and um I guess the business just got busier and and also we were just dating so we wanted to be together oh all the time. <laughs> it was kind of you like literally became you started dating and started working together at the same time. That's pretty amazing. much. Yeah, we had um we had like a couple of months where we weren't working together and then I was always working. So if he wanted to see me, he kind of had to be at work. Wow. But yeah. It was really- like we had such a fun time like working things out together and you know working together and chatting and just you know being in love and yeah the business wasn't so serious then it was more just like my sister was actually working with me before um Jessie came along and she also fell in love and then moved away so I lost I lost her but gained Jessie so like great timing again you know and then since meeting Jesse, then we kind of like went from strength to strength just because there was probably two of us, you know, really focused and devoted to, to make local love something and have fun along the way. You know, like we were, it was, it was actually probably one of the funnest times until now it's a bit more, you know, regulated and <laughs> serious, but um, yeah, he's kind of been there for the last three or four years and that's when the business has kind of really, gone from strength to strength so it's been great 
So, okay, if you met him in 2017, yeah, then that means I'm so then you guys like got married and had a baby uh, really quickly. Okay, yes, we did. So, we've done a lot since we met. Like, basically, local love has grown, like, you know, probably almost 10 times in size. And yeah, we did get married and have a baby really quickly. I can't, I'm not really good with times, it's like time. Just this one thing, and I'm kind of like, okay, when did this actually happen? Um, but yeah, we got married, and actually, I was pregnant at our wedding, and I didn't know. And then oh. nine months later, Lennon was born, and yeah, it's been definitely more challenging having a child, trying to like maintain a relationship and a business, and be there for the child, and it's insane. But um, what? How old is your son now? He's probably nineteen months, twenty months. Oh, so he's yeah. little still. Oh, yeah. And he spent his first year probably in the factory, like strapped to me. Like, yeah. But my mom um, looks after him three days a week and she's kind of our nanny, which is awesome. And she just, she's on the local love payroll as the nanny, which is pretty amazing. And they, he comes to visit the factory and, you know, we see him, we see him a lot and he, he loves all the, the girls we work with and, it's actually pretty cool having, you know, him kind of involved and he's, he's been so involved since the beginning. So he's probably going to be working at age 10. No, not really. But. I feel like that about my son because he, um, he, I did the same thing. I just think it's so nice to have them part of your work and, and to be there with you. And also that's like kind of the only way you can make it all work anyways. But then my son now, he's um, a little older than yours. He's um, well, he's going to be three in August. So mm -hmm. uh, like about a year older than your son. And he'll just be like, Oh, um, cause I, my husband is starting his own company too. And it's like a beverage company. And so he thinks like, that's what people do is start products. Yeah. And so he's like, Oh, this is my product. And now he <laughs> makes his own products. And cause it's like everyone we know has a product almost. We just know all the people that like in the you know food space and stuff so he just doesn't know any different and it's so fun young entrepreneur that's yeah cool. so we'll see what happens to them but that's what, kind of the other thing I wanted to ask you I think as someone who's a naturopath and into this you know healing and and really understanding right from like such an early time practicing when you were um practicing as a naturopath that like, yes, I think, I think your chocolate is a way for people to heal because not only does it have herbs in it, but it's like elevating and it brings people joy mm. and the emotional aspect of just like not emotional eating, but just like being able to unwind and treat yourself and, and love it and socialize. Like there's so much that is there. And yeah. And so that was kind of where I got to with healing. Like, yeah. When you, you, I guess <laughs> it's deep. But um, I started meditating as when I was starting Loco's Love as well and I discovered, you know, this kind of space within myself that had the capabilities of, of healing myself and um, connecting with the greater kind of cosmos. But um, it's hard to explain exactly now because I'm not quite in that space right now because I haven't been meditating. But, um, yeah, I guess the, the whole, I guess, philosophy of the brand was um, to – inspire the consumer to be really present and kind of let the love in 
so open to, you know, that love within them, but at the same time kind of connect with the love around them. But, um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, um, That's beautiful. it's super deep, but, uh, it's also just chocolate. So it's kind of, which, which I like because it's balanced. Yeah. Yeah. No, everything that you guys do is just so beautiful and all the affirmations, like everything I love so much. And, and I believe in that. I mean, with, we know that water absorbs, um, those messages and so our food does too and just yeah. it really we used to write on all the like buckets of everything like love empowered like um yeah it was really cool so I, I i believe in frequency and vibration and and all of that and and energy like with your thoughts and stuff so and obviously the intentions we're putting into the food is is really important to us so you know who we employ and you know, if they I know. How, do you, home. <laughs> how do you like have, you know, I mean, that's not something you can, it's so hard. It's already really hard to find good employees. So then like, you know, it's not something you can really teach people either to like embody, no. but it is something you can inspire. But I bet that's challenging as well. Yeah, it is challenging because I guess it went from Jesse and I, you know, making the food, being in love, you know, just you know, meditating and being really kind of present with everything to then getting sucked into this whole business world with all the rules and regulations and other kind of advisors and stuff telling us, you know, you need to do this and this and this. So it, it has been hard to hold that kind of vibration, which is I think my, my lesson in this whole experience. But with employees, I think as we're in Byron, it's a bit easier because people are pretty um, – connected to themselves and to the natural world and stuff so they're they're kind of we have a lot of girls that went to steiner school randomly so they're like really creative oh, and really oh like, my gosh really i don't know they're like they have a different energy very soft and kind of angelic so we've got yeah i don't know we find that actually women are better working in loco love than men except for jesse he's kind of like a <laughs> <laughs> a feminine man but um yeah yeah I don't know what it is something about the the whole business is is quite feminine and women seem to do better at the job and it's very odd wow so is that what you think you'll do with your son is take him to a Steiner school um he started his first day today at Steiner preschool well not preschool oh group. um I'm not sure yet we've kind of, we've got this other school that's kind of like it's called a community school, so it's like a smaller kind of, you know, intimate um, group. Like a group sort no, of? or a school with less people. So I've been writing that. I don't know about Steiner. Like I love the idea of it, but then I also know that we're kind of in a world that's, yeah, very logical. And, yeah, it's I, I haven't worked out what I'm going to do yet. So I don't want yeah. to feel like he's different. Because even though he probably will, if he has Jesse and I as parents, but yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> Aww, that's really fun that he just started. I'm curious how it'll go, but that's awesome. You guys have options right now. I'm also curious, just like how you navigated, um, like COVID, and like I don't know what it's like right now in Australia. Um, 
compared to the U.S., but obviously early on, it was almost like the same across the board. Yeah. And, you know, owning your own business, that must have been just like really terrifying to see things shut down. And and I don't know if most of your sales are online or you have a lot of wholesale accounts that like keep it going, but I'm sure like with a hit with wholesale being shut down, that's like, you know. We, um, in Byron, we have been like so blessed. It's, it feels almost embarrassing from, from our, like from being in this environment and you feel so disconnected from what's actually going on in the world. Like, I haven't experienced much with COVID, to be honest, and I feel really kind of, I don't know, like I I almost, not that I would ever want to experience more, but like it's hard to believe that it's actually happening because in here no one's wearing a mask, everyone's out in the sun surfing. Yes, there was. Well, that probably has like a lot to do with it, obviously, because they're getting vitamin D, because they're in the natural elements, because (laughs) they're not obese, because, I mean, no one, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Been, it's been and everyone here, not everyone, but a lot of people here are really into um, alternative ways of looking at things. So a lot of them, you know, don't necessarily buy into everything that the media, the mainstream media, kind of tells them. And they they are they are quite into health. And yeah, Malambimbi is kind of like the alternative kind of natural healing into you know all sorts of alternative ideas, which I love. And I feel so blessed to have been here through COVID. For Loco Love, for the business, we were really scared. At f- well, not really scared. I try not to be afraid and buy into those mm-hmm. kind of energies because they don't help, especially when the whole planet's afraid. So we try and avoid that. But um, And because we're here, we, we didn't really feel afraid. It felt kind of okay. But um, we got really – at the start we were like, okay, shit, what is this, you know, um, how's it going to play out? And we, you know, we were taking all the precautions and stuff. But because we were kind of selling a feel-good kind of gifting product, we actually got really busy, like really, wow. really busy. And we were not expecting it. Like we let, we let one staff member go. We were like, okay, we're going to have to shut the business. And then all of a sudden we were like, the business has grown like three times during COVID, which is crazy. That's incredible. It's so good to hear. I love hearing stories like that. Yeah, because so that- a lot of our other friends' businesses that are kind of like, I don't know if it's that, I don't know, like it could be a lot of different factors, but like a lot of local businesses have grown so much during COVID. And maybe because people are like wanting, you know, an alternate product that's not sold in the supermarket, that isn't full of crap that's you know made by real people not machines and yeah I don't know I feel like the whole world's kind of changing for the better in a way I know not everyone believes that but I feel like it is and you know everyone's kind of waking up and I feel like the whole lockdown thing gave people a really good chance to kind of look at themselves and you know what they're contributing to what they're doing and the whole structure of society and you know we can't we can't just keep on going like this like it's not sustainable and it hasn't been forever which is why I have made certain choices in my life and now obviously local love's not perfect but food is something I feel people always need (laughs) but yeah I'm not sure how to navigate now like with growing the business do I want to grow it do I want to like you know make more money get more staff get more machines like that whole business model seems kind of 
not something I want to pursue that much, but I feel pressure from other people to pursue that business model, but it's kind of can't really work. Yeah, I know. Cause on one hand you're like, is that sustainable? Is that really the route that we should take? But I think more people, more and more people need it in their life. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't, I mean, doesn't it like almost naturally grow if you just like keep more people find out about you online almost. And then it's just like, you just keep up with the demand. We just haven't taken on many wholesalers like in the last year because we haven't been able to keep up with the production. But um, also I think that it makes people want it more because it's like this kind of, you know, they can't get it. So they're like, must we need more? I'm like, well, <laughs> and also we don't, we're kind of being true to our, you know, our team and what we can do. We don't want to work everyone, you know, too hard. And yeah, we're just kind of, hopefully business changes a bit like with this whole thing and I feel like there needs to be more small business and less big business and it would help everyone feel more fulfilled with their lives. Ancient cultures have always known about the healing benefits of heat therapy. However, in our modern lives, it's not always easy to get to an infrared sauna or salt room. Fortunately, we live in a time where brands are innovating incredible self-care products that can be used at home. One product that I found provides amazing natural healings are gemstone heat mats from Healthy Line. Physically, they've been shown to increase blood muscular relaxation and temporarily relieve stiffness and joint pain associated with arthritis. For me, they've been amazing at improving my sleep and reducing fatigue, and I love spending time on my mat just before bed to get a more restorative rest. Also, their mats don't just have infrared technology, but also incorporate other therapies, including crystal chakra balancing, PEMF, and negative ion and photon light therapies. After spending just 10 minutes on the mat, I feel calmer, more grounded, and just overall more rejuvenated. The other good thing is that they're portable and amazing for an extra vitality boost whenever you're traveling. If you've been looking to add heat therapy to your wellness routine, Healthy Line is offering the fullest listeners 10% off and free shipping in the U.S. Plus, they're also gifting every order a free energy bracelet. Just use code THEFULLEST at checkout. I had the same experience as you because I live in a beach community down in Southern California, and it's almost like a suburb of, well, it's in Laguna Beach. Mm-hmm. basically. Um, so I'm sure you've heard of it, Newport Beach, Laguna Beach. And so it's almost like a suburb of LA. It's outside the city, but then you have these amazing um, beaches and access to the natural elements. And so people just are naturally more connected in that way. And mm-hmm. and so our experience was the same. Like we would go outside for a walk. We didn't feel it was necessary to put on a mask to just be outside mm-hmm. walking dog, you know? And so luckily for me, I think that that's really important for our children to experience being, it's been centuries that like since human beings existed on this world, that's how we lived. And so it just feels more natural. And I believe that 
I just love nature and I believe in um, nature's capacity to heal us and um, invite us to, like you said, just like look at ourselves. So I think on one hand, um, it's the fear that's out of control. But on the other hand, it is really cool that like the opportunity that it's given people to be at home with their families and to look within themselves. So I have like a really interesting um, and very similar perspective that you do in terms of like the stay at home orders and lockdowns. But um, yeah, I, I, don't I feel bad almost for having that opinion though, because I'm not, I'm not part of the like suffering, but other people are suffering. So I'm like, oh, it's, I don't know. It's well, a hard one. I, I totally agree. I mean, like I'm, I think that the people that are suffering are the people that I think there's this like a white savior complex that's happening where a lot of people are like, well, this isn't okay. And we need to stand up for my, our minorities that are being um, impacted the most. And I hundred percent agree with that. But I think that the solution isn't necessarily more um, westernized approach mm. to dealing with it. And, and the solution is looking back and saying, how did we get here? Oh, we got here because we weren't taking preventative measures. We weren't taking care of ourselves. We weren't giving people enough time off of work mm. to be able to have the capacity to take care of themselves at home because our society is all about just like work, work, work. So what you're saying is so beautiful because you're like, I don't want that for my team members. I want them to be able to make a living wage and, and not have to overwork them. And so that they can, so essentially like just by being you and embodying your beliefs, like you're able to create that for the people that work for you. And that's what we need more of. And I think that like people are suffering and I know that, and I think that like, it's, it's important to just really look at the root cause rather than yeah. um, think that like, you know, I mean, alcohol, like chocolate sales, healthy chocolate sales going up is really great. I, that's great news, but also alcohol sales were yeah. skyrocketing. Too, you know and so it just like goes to show and I think to escape themselves it's just yeah it's just like numbing and I just lost a um my husband just lost his cousin who was like a sibling to him he's like our family and we had dinner with him like every single night during COVID actually like he'd come over and he was a drug addict and he just was totally normal but also a drug addict and numbed himself to the point where um uh, it was just like a habit at that point. His life was amazing, but he couldn't kick it. And yeah. and it just made me realize like as a society, just how we think that it's okay to like numb ourselves to this point where we don't want to deal with things. And dealing with stuff is, is a lot harder. Like it, it yeah. does take a lot of courage. And as a society, we all need to start taking responsibility for our actions and our our you know our emotions and you know everything but it's just like growing up it's like <laughs> the world's kind of growing up and you know learning, yeah. learning how well it's so funny exist. because what you were saying too and I was thinking about this because I've never actually thought about this but when you were talking about how we were saying like in the beginning it's just uh, such a high and there's all these synchronicities and everything's right. working out and like it's almost like you know, the business was in the infant stage and like a baby and like it's being taken care of. 
supported and then you like get older and like life isn't like that and so business isn't like that but it's like as long as you can kind of like stay you know optimistic and like understand that then like I think you just navigate life and business in that way where you have the tools and the resources to you know, be able to withstand those hardships because it's going to happen to everyone totally, in a different way. Totally. But I never thought about it until you were talking about it. And I was like, wow, that, you know. Yeah, that could that's just okay for me as well as imagining my son. He just has it so great. He's just like, yeah. <laughs> we, we all kind of, not everyone, but most people had it like that. You know, we get handed everything. And that that is what it felt like in the infancy of of the company and then yeah you're growing up and each hardship kind of takes you to the next level so it's like how you deal with those kind of hardships is how you get through life and I, it's just, it's kind of a universal kind of law really yeah but it's so empowering too but then at the same time like I mean we haven't even gotten into this but just learning about from being on your mailing list how you you know you have to reformulate all nice your chocolates yeah. and, and redo all of the packaging. I mean, luckily, I also know that you were going to redo the packaging and make it like more sustainable yeah. is what you were saying, and, which is great, but a whole nother thing. Cause yeah, that was, um, that's really hard here. Holy moly people are not open to compost. Like it's just too hard for every like packaging. really annoying actually. Like, And even packaging companies are like, it's not possible to be a hundred percent or it's not this. And if you actually want the right thing, then it's like minimums are insane. Yeah. And and the cost is like five times the price and like the customer doesn't want to pay for it. Yeah. We, we've kind of worked out a solution, but it's not going to be a hundred percent, but like we're yeah. eventually we'll get there. Like, but yeah, it's been really challenging the last few weeks having to reformulate everything and like follow all the rules. And there's <laughs> so many rules. <laughs> I know. So are you able to like, so are you, when do you start that process? I've, like I've started, I've been doing it for, that's what, kind of what I've been doing for the last few weeks since that whole um, um, debacle. But yeah, it's just been a good learning process actually to learn what's, what's allowed and what's not allowed and yeah, how many businesses are not doing the right thing. But like, it's such a process and it's been so expensive and such a shame to have to pull kind of products that, were really great and people loved you know like people they were people wrote to us saying you know holy cacao changed their lives so having to pull that was really shit and not being able oh to realize you had to pull it i'm so lucky i have some still yeah okay we so for sell it in America, we can sell it to you we, we can't sell it to oh you. Cool. yeah that makes sell. sense okay so for people who are listening australia I don't know actually what happened. I just know that Emika can't sell her chocolate that has medicinal, not psychedelic, but medicinal mushrooms in it, which is like very prevalent here in the US and in Australia. So many brands have launched with, you know, adaptogens and mushrooms specifically as their base um, and their main products. So like Lion's Mane, Chaga, Reishi, and we talk about it all the time on the podcast. We have ads for it with brands. I mean, these are these are mushrooms that have so much intelligence in them and and really like adapt to what our body needs. And there's so much wisdom and so so much healing from just having them and as part of our routine. And so um, having them in the chocolate is really great. Not that it's going to change the taste that much, I'm sure, when you like reformulate, but 
but it's such a bummer because in Australia, you essentially can't have access to foods that have that in it unless it's prescribed. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. So basically, um, there's there's not such a thing as medicinal food. Either you have a food or a medicine, which is where I okay. My personality likes to like balance things. So medicinal food kind of made makes sense to me. You know, why not have food that's you know better for you and you know more healing. And also my background as a naturopath, obviously that's just who I am, kind of putting putting medicines in food. But the rules here are um, basically we're not even allowed to sell lion's mane and chaga. Like they're not even on the TGA. Like you can't sell them. No one's paid for, you know, the the permit to be able to sell them and they haven't been proved as safe or um, even good for you in Australia. Same with Makuna, same with like a few other herbs, quite a lot of herbs actually. But um, Basically, there's hundreds of companies doing the wrong thing, making claims they shouldn't as well. You're not allowed to have, make any claims that anything's ever good for you unless you pay for them. Oh, interesting. You can pay to make claims? Yeah, you can pay to make claims, which is ridiculous. So what? There's like the Food Authority and the um, Therapeutics Goods Administration, and they they look after, the TGA looks after medicines and the Food Authority looks after food. So because we're a food, we fall under the Food Authority and medicinal mushrooms are not foods, even though they are foods they're not considered foods because they can be unsafe in large amounts and okay. it, it's actually kind of a good thing that the the industry is regulated in a way because a lot of other companies have popped up and they don't know what they're doing with these mushrooms they're selling you know take five tablespoons of reishi a day for five thousand days like you can make people sick so and yeah. the quality is not there like obviously i know about mushrooms and herbs so you know, I'll, I'll buy the best quality. But if someone just jumps on the marketing, you know, bandwagon, medicinal mushrooms are hot right now, they, they'll just go on to the internet and buy them from anyone. So basically, to sell the mushrooms, you have to have a, a permit, not a permit, I don't know what it's called, a permit with the Therapeutic Goods Administration, and you have to sell them kind of as a medicine, which they, they are medicines, but... um. Yeah, it's, but it's also something like chocolate. <laughs> it's yeah. it's about you can't be a classified or go for like in the U.S. You could be a nutritional supplement or uh, you know, you could be a supplement or a food product. Mm. I forget what it is. So like for us, since we have certain things in them, we're a, we go for the supplement label. Yeah. It's not the same for you. Like you, be, you're just considered food, so you can't go for to the other label. Well, we. Can, the thing is, because we're not a medicine kind of company, and we don't have this GMP certification, yeah, hundreds of thousands of dollars, we would have so to, much. We would have to get another ma- chocolate manufacturer with that certification to manufacture our chocolate with the mushrooms in it, and that just kind of defeats the whole purpose of of having a product. So. What we will do is make some products that are registered with the TGA and we will be able to continue selling reishi, cordyceps, some of the mushrooms, not lion's mane and chaga, which is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's just it's really strict and there is reasons it's strict, but the thing is no one does anything about it unless someone reports you. 
So like you could get away with doing it forever until well selling mushrooms forever until some disgruntled person reports you to the food authority. And then the food authority has to follow up and they have to like regulate you. And as they regulate you, they regulate everything. So it's like if you've got one percentage wrong on your package or the allergen is written in the wrong place, you've got to like repackage everything, which is what happened. Anyway, it's been a wow. it's been a yeah. journey, but it will be good in the long run. Where um we're putting now probiotics, and we can still use them. Oh, fun. yeah. So we're gonna put probiotics, and then we can still use tremella. We can still use um astragalus. Like there is herbs we can use because they've been deemed safe. So now like anyone oh, anyone can eat our products, not because some you know people um breastfeeding or pregnant or whatever don't have mushrooms i personally did but yeah i'm like um i'm preg i'm like in my third trimester having all the mushrooms so yeah, that you have to and yeah. my baby's amazing so i'm not yeah i'm not afraid of them but people are afraid of everything so yeah i mean i always tell myself like people smoked crack and exactly. had a baby so somehow <laughs> i don't know where where the baby ends up but like yeah yeah, I can't even believe that. And people, you know, people don't even want babies and they're having them like 10 babies. And then people that should be having babies that are like amazing people and then they can't fall pregnant and it's so unfit. Yeah. It's really sad. I know. Life is wild. It is. But I, yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy that we had this opportunity to chat and that I was able to meet you and, and, that you were willing to share your journey with us. I really appreciate it. And I'm definitely going to continue following along. I also found out that in LA Midland has you guys now, What is which it? I think Midland. Midland is a store in LA that carries your products. Yeah. I was shocked. I was like, Oh my gosh. So if I run out, I can drive to LA and get it. <laughs> okay, that's cool to know. Yeah. We've, um, we want to expand more in the U S but it's just, um, our capacity we were we've spoke we've been talking to erewhon for like a couple of years and almost gone in there and then i've been like oh no i don't want to yet i've kind of like holding it back but um yeah it's gonna do a competition and stuff i feel like no no one makes chocolate the same as we do so it's it's okay like if we oh my gosh i'm totally okay like i've had every single chocolate that air one sells and none of it's like yours like it's good to hear no comparison <laughs> yeah at all we've been um very obsessive in making sure it's like as best as we can and we're always innovating our recipes and stuff so i need to get back in the kitchen and get to work because i've just been so distracted with like rules and regulations and employment and all those things so um yeah, that's not where my strengths lie for sure. <laughs> but. Yeah, it'll feel nice when you get back in and hopefully it'll all make sense. Mm, <laughs> yeah, I just want to say thank you and we love you so much and, and we love Loco Love and yeah, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to, to share my story and yeah, thanks for loving Loco Love so much. It loves you back. <laughs> <laughs>